Welcome to the Christian Financial Perspectives Podcast, where you will learn what the Bible says about stewardship and finance. Here, you will gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge of how to integrate your Christian faith with your finances. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. So glad that you joined us today. My name is Sean Peters, and as always, my esteemed co-host is with me, Bob Barber. Mm. He's also my father-in-law. And today we're going to be talking about how to integrate your faith and finances together with a part two, navigating the minefields of sudden wealth. If you enjoy these kinds of topics that we're covering, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button so you can stay up to date with all of our latest content. All right, well, last week, we discovered the first part of navigating the minefields of sudden wealth, and we discussed the common sources as well as the mistakes people tend to make when having sudden wealth. So today, we're gonna be covering the dangers of sudden wealth and what to do with sudden wealth. All right, Bob, you wanna take us from there? You bet, so again, last week, we shared the definition of sudden wealth syndrome as it's stated in Vestopedia, and I think that's mm -hmm. good to say that again today for those that didn't hear part one. And by the way, if you didn't hear part one, I would emphasize you go back and listen to that after today's uh, episode yep. because and it we'll, is two entirely different things. If you're, if you're watching this on, on YouTube, we'll have that linked <laughs> on the video as well as in the description. Uh, otherwise, uh, I guess just go back to the most recent post before. <laughs> so, so Investopedia says that sudden wealth syndrome is a, is a type of distress that aff afflicts individuals who suddenly come into large sums of money. I know most of you are thinking, hey, I'd like to come into a large sum of money, okay? But becoming suddenly wealthy, not over time, but just suddenly, can cause people to make decisions they might not have otherwise made. Amen to that. Amen. That's, 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 a right. good, that's a good definition. Yep. So as always, Sean, we have the two scriptures that we like, you know, several scriptures we like mm -hmm. to do. Um, these are several scriptures I know that you came up with, and I would like you to share these now. Sure thing. Happy to. Proverbs 23, 4 through 5. Do not weary yourself to gain wealth. Cease from your consideration of it. When you set your eyes on it, it is gone. For wealth certainly makes itself wings like an eagle that flies toward the heavens. That's a good one for sudden wealth, isn't mm -hmm. it? Because it right. sure can. It can fly right off as quick as it came in. That's right. Yeah. And our, our second scripture is 1 Timothy six seventeen through 19. Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited, or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. You know, the exciting things, Sean, um, in working with so many Christians that we do, uh, so many times when they do receive a large inheritance, which is more times than not, they want to tithe from that. That's right. And they, and they want to give from that inheritance that they got. So that's that scripture really speaks into that. Yeah. That not letting wealth consume us, but realizing it belongs to God and it was his in the first place. And, and I like what Proverbs said about do not weary yourself to gain wealth and, and talking about how if you're <clears throat> setting your focus on gaining wealth, effectively mm -hmm. for the sake of gaining wealth, yeah. it's, it's gone. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fly away quick. But if you set your eyes on God, whether or not you come into sudden wealth or not, if you set your eyes on God, 
and you do come into sudden wealth, you're going to be a lot more likely to be able to handle it properly because your eyes are on God, not the money. Yep, that's exactly right. So now we're gonna we're gonna get into the two areas we're gonna talk about today, which yep. is the dangers of sudden wealth to yourself and from others. That's right. Because there's danger that can come from others as well. So we're gonna we're gonna share uh, five of these, and um, the first one that the danger of sudden wealth is it can make existing behavioral problems much worse. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that parents and grandparents who, who have saved a lot and have a few million over 30, 35 years need to really understand, Sean, as they're uh, passing that wealth down to the next generation, any of those children that have behavioral problems, it's only going to compound right. it and make it, it much, much worse. It, for yeah, sure. it does. It sure and does. It's, it reminds me again, like I believe last part, part one, we talked about the parable of the talents. And, or at least we've, we've talked about it multiple times recently. Yeah. Yeah. And with your kids or whoever's receiving the money, it's just like that. If you are able to be faithful with whatever you have been given, whether it's mm-hmm. a little or a lot or somewhere in between, when you are gifted with more, especially a lot more, Mm -hmm. you are more likely to be able to handle that well. But if someone can't handle the little bit they've been given already and they receive a lot, it's again, it just exacerbates whatever those issues that they have or those insecurities that they're trying to fill that void with the money, they'll just spend more money faster. Um, I call call this a pre-inheritance experience where I think it's really good for uh, grandparents or parents that are going to be passing down substantial wealth to give those children, give them $10,000 or $5,000 and see what they do with it over six months and come back in six months and see what they've done with it. Okay. That's a good point. That reminds me of the the parable of the lost son. You Mm -hmm. know, if they, if they spend all of it and blow it on parties and stuff with the friends, well, maybe you need to put some language in your, in your estate planning to help them from spending all of it right away. So, so anyway. the, the second danger I see is, is what we call a sense of entitlement. Now that I've gotten that wealth, Sean, it's like, okay, I'm entitled to all these things now that I was mm-hmm. never entitled to before. And I can see where that's some pent-up demand there, but you got to be careful of allowing that to grab hold of you. That's right. Again, that kind of goes back to what we've said many times before. Your mm-hmm. self-worth should never be tied to your net worth. Yeah. And whether that's money you've earned little by little on your own or it was something that was the result of sudden wealth, in either case, your self-worth is in God, not in the money that you have. So don't be entitled. Experience again. And this third one is a, is another danger. These are all kind of major dangers. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this one over and over is that all of a sudden when you get this wealth, I'm smarter than everybody else. You, you can be, become arrogant, boastful, and even pretentious. I was looking mm-hmm. for the right word and Rachel helped me with that the other day. I was like, Rachel, what is that? Yep. That word I'm looking for. She said pretentious. That's right. And I've seen that many times over. I don't need anybody's advice now. I got all this money. I know it all. Yeah. Be careful of that because you'll get in trouble with it. I trust me. That's I, right. I've seen that happen. Okay. So our number four is that you can become a target for theft or manipulation by others who are just wanting to get your money. Oh, the family members can come out of the woodwork. Yeah. And all of a sudden they, they need something from you. That's right. Okay. Yep. And be careful of this. The persuasive and high commissioned salespeople out there 
that want to sell you their products because now they know you have the wealth and you can afford it. That's right. And they'll pressure you into it. Be careful, especially in the financial services industry of those salesmen that try to sell that high commission annuity to you, you know, that fixed indexed annuity that that once you get in, it's going to look like the Hotel California. You can't leave. That's right. You can check in, but you can't leave or it's going to take you 10 years to get out because of the high commissions. And and I think one way you can kind of spot that is, is it someone who's trying to target you, someone who maybe is uh, working on a high commission? If they're pressuring you to move right now, or absolutely can't wait until tomorrow because you're going to miss out on the opportunity or something like that. Probably not a good sign. I I know just to share personal experience, I always try to end any kind of sales call that I have with someone. Number one, I I like to pray to close us out. Uh And I pray that God would give wisdom and, and peace and that if our firm in particular is the right place for someone, that God would give them peace about it. And right. if not, that God would direct their steps. So whoever you're talking to, if they're expressing a desire for what's best for you and they're not pressuring you, might be a good person to continue talking to. Don't Otherwise, ever, don't, don't ever believe it when you go buy that car that they say, well, this is the last one. There's not going to be any more. Yeah, you got to look, look out at the highway and see all the cars <laughs> so, going by. So those are the dangers. Mm-hmm. So the next section we're going to cover is what should you do with sudden wealth? And I, I think the rest of that might be what should you do with sudden wealth to make it last? Yeah. That, and and to avoid and to avoid some of these. I'm dangers. glad you added that to it. Yeah. Right. So so number one is keep it to yourself. Keep it confidential. You can tell a few people, but be extremely careful about who knows that you've come into this sudden yeah. wealth. Okay. For example, you could, you should definitely tell your spouse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, if if it was one yeah. of those where you're both still around, and I would definitely say if you have someone that. Uh, especially if they already have money and they have shown themselves to be very re- fiscally responsible, that would be a good person to talk to because they could maybe help point you in the right direction. And, and maybe even if you do tell somebody, um, you know, be careful of, of all the different friends and family members out there. And if you do tell somebody, why not have them sign a confidentiality agreement yep. to not go and tell anyone else about this? That's right. And, and uh, again, don't take advice that with sudden wealth from any commission-based financial advisors that because they could have a potential conflict of interest. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so uh, number four, do seek advice from someone who is a, a fee-only fiduciary-based advisor that's paid by you. They're not paid by a company or, uh, or any particular investment product and preferably with many years of experience and a good reputation online and in the community. And, and the reason, of course, again, that's very important is, is if someone is a fee-only fiduciary-based advisor, what they recommend isn't going to change any sort of short-term uh, fee that they collect. You know, a good example- they, They're not making money by what they recommend. Exactly. Right. Good, ex- good analogy is that if a client came to our firm because we start at 1%, mm-hmm. you know, for, for an annual fee, there's a lot of commissionable products that might pay 10% upfront day one we would have to maintain a good ongoing relationship with you as a client for 10 years, assuming no change or growth or anything to make the same amount. So if you're working with someone in that situation, they're not incentivized to push you, rush you, or give you bad advice because they want you to stick around long-term. Right. It's, it's, it's exactly. all about the long-term. That's right. uh, don't, this is a big one too. Don't do anything financially for three to six months. Yeah. I, I know that may be hard to do because you're thinking, I need to get that invested. No, you don't. Just back off. Relax. There's no rush. Let okay. the emotions settle mm-hmm. because if you do something quickly, you're just so much more likely to 
do something with it based on how you're feeling and not based on what's needed and what's financially sound. So I think that would be a good way to kind of remember why you're waiting three to six months is you just don't want to act out of emotions. And the last thing for today is look for a well-known experienced CPA and also an estate planning attorney mm -hmm. to structure uh, your sudden wealth for protection from others and from liabilities because right. we know about here in our area, the four, 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 four guys trying yep. to sue you, you know, if you were to back your car into someone accidentally. That's right. And so it really needs to be structured in a, in a wise way. Okay? And that's also good advice because if you got all this sudden wealth and then something happened to you unexpectedly and you hadn't talked to the CPA and got things worked out with the estate planning attorney, well, all of a sudden there might be a whole lot of taxes that wouldn't have been necessary. So whatever did go to your spouse or kids, you're spending half that with the government. Well, like we mentioned last week, one of the first things was um, in, in part one was if you're coming into sudden wealth and you know you're coming into it, please seek some tax advice that's right, before that's right. that. Okay. All right. So there you have it. That's, that's part one, parts one and two of na navigating the minefields of sudden wealth. If you didn't hear that, that first part, um, we recommend listening to both of these as mm -hmm. they go together. And if you need help, navigating these minefields of sudden wealth, or you know somebody that needs help with this, we would love to reach out to them and, and help. You can reach out to us during business hours uh, by phone or text at 830-609-6986, or you can go to our website at christianfinancialadvisors.com. That's right. And again, thank you so much for joining us. And if you have any topic you'd like us to cover in the future, make sure to comment that down below. And until next time, God bless. That's all for now. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit christianfinancialadvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.